Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode, we're doing classic pancakes. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles where I help you take control of your high life. I am your host, Marge, and I just want to say thank you for being here. I really appreciate your listenership. I'm excited about this particular episode because I happen to have a real fondness for pancakes. But before we get into this week's episode, I just want to give a shout out to someone special. That someone is Jack. Jack hails from Ontario, Canada. Actually, he hails from my hometown. And he just became a member over at Buy Me a Cookie. And that means he signed up for a monthly membership. And I just want to say thank you so much, Jack, for your support. I really appreciate it. So I want to give a big shout out to Jack for, for joining the fun. And if you that's something you're interested in doing, you can always find a link to buy me a coffee uh, on my website, I believe, probably in the show notes for this as well. And people can sign up monthly or just do a one-time donation to help support the podcast. Every little bit helps. It can be quite surprising sometimes how much money it can cost to run a show like this. So all these types of things are always appreciated, big or small. This episode might be a little bit shorter today. As it stands right now, by the time you're listening to this, I will be in California next week. And I have a lot of things to do to get ready for that trip. But I am studying for the Gangier Cannabis Sommelier certification. So not only will the trip to California include live training with many of the course creators, which I'm super excited about because this is a panel of people who have an incredible body of knowledge when it comes to cannabis, but I also will be taking my exams. So I have been studying furiously. And I am, of course, quite concerned that I might not pass and been working hard. I started this whole process last March. I think the course opened, I believe it was March 1st, if memory serves me correctly. One of the best aspects of taking this course has been the people that I've met along the way. There have been independent study groups created, and they've been hosting bi-weekly or sorry, bi-monthly training and study groups, which has been fantastic. So you're meeting other people, other aspiring gangiers. There's a Facebook group. There's been Zoom meetings. There has been the actual course content itself, which has been incredibly informative. And it all comes together in the end when people take their live training in California. So that's what I'll be doing next week. This time next week, I'll actually be in the training And I'm really looking forward to that. And of course, I'm hoping to bring a new portable mic that I brought with me so that I can possibly interview some people while I'm there and share with you my experience, because maybe that's something that you might be looking for in your life as well. And if you're wanting to further your education as far as cannabis goes, I will link to it in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. It is a first of its kind program like this, and I think uh, it has been invaluable what I've picked up from this. And I really hope to bring a lot of that knowledge and insight 
to bite me the show about edibles so that I can keep bringing you guys interesting content when it comes to edibles specifically. So if you have any questions about it, by all means, feel free to hit me up in all the usual places, but stay tuned to learn more once that, uh, once I'm hopefully a certified gangier. Fingers crossed. I'll be working pretty hard this week. So pancakes. I happen to love pancakes. I am surprised that I've never done pancakes before for this show because I happen to love pancakes, even more so than waffles. If you're a waffle fan, that's great. You could probably use some of the tips in this episode for that as well. But I really do love pancakes made from scratch and they don't really take that long. And normally I spend most of my mornings making a smoothie for breakfast because it's quick and easy and I can pack a lot of nutrient-dense foods into one one blender cup. And I have to admit, my smoothies do tend to have quite a few ingredients. My husband's usually laughing at me in the morning because I've got all these, what he thinks are potions and powders that I'm dumping into this thing. But I feel like I'm trying to just cover all my nutrient bases in one tasty tasty smoothie. Although I have to admit sometimes if I run out of bananas, it's not always as tasty as I'd like it to be. The banana really pulls it all together and gives it a sweetness that makes some of that other stuff would probably otherwise be unpalatable. But I have a large ingredient list of things I put into this smoothie, So, only t- but it still only takes me a few minutes to make. So I feel like I save a lot of time in the mornings when I'm trying to get ready to go to work at the dispensary or if I'm still you know, coming into my home office to get some work done. And there's always lots of things to do. So I don't like to spend a lot of time in the kitchen in the mornings making stuff. And I'm not a huge eater. I actually went for a lot of years just doing like bulletproof coffee in the mornings. And that's the coffee with, I had coffee blended with an MCT oil. That's what I was usually using. Uh, I went through a phase though, where I was adding the MCT oil. And because anybody who's doing some of this bulletproof coffee stuff are often doing like a keto style diet. I wasn't necessarily super strict, but I was following it pretty closely. And I was adding cream in my coffee in the mornings. And it began to dawn on me that I was adding, uh, like it tasted so good because I had a blender cup that would really froth it all together in my Vitamix. And it was delicious. All I was putting in was coffee, maybe cinnamon, because cinnamon's a great blood sugar regulator, Ceylon cinnamon specifically. It has to be Ceylon cinnamon from my understanding, but excellent blood sugar regulator. So I was adding coffee, this, a bit of cinnamon, MCT oil, and the, the cream, heavy cream. So you can imagine how tasty that was. No sugar in it, but just rich and delicious. And I I found myself drinking like a ridiculous amount of coffee in the morning. And I think it's because it tasted so good. And I was I can only imagine how many calories I was consuming first thing in the morning while caffeinating myself. And I think I just decided that perhaps based on some information I gleaned from I did some like 23andMe and stuff that perhaps sometimes all that saturated fat wasn't necessarily good based on my genetic profile. So I decided to cut that out and try something different. And I kind of switched to smoothies because I was still getting all the calories, but I was getting a broader range of calories from different places like, you know, greens and, and things like that, that I felt were important to add into my diet. So anyway, not like you need to know all this information about how I, how I prepare my food in the morning, but that's sort of the routine that I have. If I'm getting ready to go to work or work at my home office, a smoothie is a 
great nutrient dense and tasty thing that I can create in a few minutes and get on with my day. But when it comes to weekends, I really do like to slow things down a little bit. I love to sort of savor the morning coffee. And and if I have to go somewhere, I try not to do anything too early because I feel like I'm always rushing around in the morning. So it's nice to have a day where you don't have to be out the door and like go, go, go right off the bat. And that's why I love pancakes because it kind of forces you to slow down. You make these pancakes from scratch. It takes some time to put them all together to make a nice stack. And then you put them in the oven while the other ones are cooking. You can't be rushing about if you're making pancakes. And of course, the nature of the food is such that if you're creating them for multiple people, then it's really easy to make a larger batch if you need to. But of course, when it's the weekend, you might consider infusing them as well, because why not? You have the time, you're slowing down, you can be more mindful, and maybe these aren't the pancakes. Maybe you do like a really good wake and bake and and, and you want to infuse them so it can like, you want to relax for the day or what have you. Maybe you want to do more of a CBD style so you can just feel good and, and loose when you're going out to do whatever errands you want to run or or whatever the case might be. But obviously taking control of your high life means you're going to do whatever it is that you damn well please. And it's nobody else's business. And that's what I love about making your own infused foods. So why not pancakes? I happen to find a pancake recipe and I've tried a whole bunch of a whole bunch. I do tend to make sourdough pancakes just because I make sourdough bread. So I have sourdough starter sitting on my counter a lot of the times and I you know, it's something you can use to make pancakes. I will include that recipe in the show notes because I've made the sourdough recipe, uh, pancake recipe many times, and it's fantastic. It's easy to make. But of course, I know there's lots of you out there who aren't making sourdough, don't, don't have access to a starter to use for that. So I was on the search for another good pancake recipe. Now, the beauty of this is you don't have to infuse the pancakes themselves. That's what I really like about it. When I made them, I was making them for myself and for Chris. And as if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that Chris isn't really eating a lot of edibles these days, at least not during the day. So it's not necessarily something he wanted to partake in, but you can do these a couple different ways, which is what is so fantastic. And looking at the notes here for this, It's a pretty basic pancake recipe that I found, but I really liked the information that they put in the article along with it, things I'd never really considered before. And I'll get to that in a minute. But they also give a couple suggestions for other pancakes as well, pumpkin pancakes, which at the time of this recording, we're into November. And so, which I guess at the time, at the time of the release of this episode, we're into November. And there's lots of pumpkin puree available on the market with, uh, lots of holiday stuff coming up. So that might be a nice one to try. And then you can always try those pumpkin muffin recipes that I posted a while ago. Also fantastic. So if you're buying pumpkin puree, grab a couple of extra cans. So you can try that. There's eggnog pancakes, they suggest banana pancakes. I haven't really tried any of those. I just tried their classic pancake recipe because if you can't get that right, how are you going to get anything else right? So this one is pretty simple. And if you don't have all the stuff in your cupboard, you can probably fiddle around with it a little bit. It did call for milk and I didn't actually have any milk in the fridge because I'm not a big milk drinker. Sometimes I'll have cream in the fridge if I'm making some things specifically. I like to buy a little extra for these types of occasions and I might use like 
cream or half and half or something, but I didn't have any. So I just substituted that for water and they tasted just fine. So if you don't happen to have any milk on hand, don't stress out about it. It also called for butter. And if memory serves, I think I used coconut oil instead. So once again, if you don't have the exact same thing that they list in this, you can work with what you have. Everything else is probably pretty important, of course, like the flour, the baking powder, salt, eggs, uh, vanilla extract, and sugar, pretty basic stuff. Most people, if you're doing any kind of baking, will have that on hand in your cupboard, which reminds me, note to self, I need to add vanilla to my grocery list. But I do like how they put in the... U.S. customary and metric conversion. So if you're listening to this outside of the States and you prefer the metric conversion, you can easily tap on that and change it over to a metric system that might be more convenient for you. So I did try this recipe out and they were they were fantastic. Now you can, of course, use your infused butter or coconut oil in this recipe. No problems. It calls for four tablespoons So that would be about a quarter of a cup. And depending on the potency of your butter, that may or may not give you the desired potency that you're looking for. But of course, it's always time of day and setting and what you want to accomplish during the day that's going to dictate what kind of potency you're looking for in that particular moment. But I didn't infuse these ones this way because again, like I mentioned, I was making these for myself and for someone else who isn't really wanting to enjoy edibles. So what I did do was use an infused syrup on top. So what I like about this recipe is not only are pancakes pretty fast to make, I mean, of course you do have to slow down your mornings. It doesn't take that long to make a pancake batter and put them in the pan. So it is a fairly quick one to make, relatively speaking. But if you are short on time, that infused syrup is a wonderful way to get medicate your pancakes. And that way, if you have a favorite recipe that you love to use, or or you prefer waffles or crepes or something like that, and the pancakes just aren't your thing, well, by all means, you can use an infused syrup and medicate them that way. And of course, that means if there's other people partaking and they're not interested in the infused aspect, then you can just make sure you have clearly labeled uh, syrup jars because you don't want somebody using your infused syrup inadvertently. What a disaster that would be. But just have them clearly labeled and then... Everyone can enjoy your pancakes regardless of their preferences. So two ways to infuse this one, the syrup, of course, actually three ways to infuse this one, because if you don't happen to have syrup on hand, you could always, I mean, I don't know about you, but I always like to put a dollop or small, you know, pat of butter or something on the top of the pancakes and then put the drizzle of syrup. Sometimes I add a little fresh fruit if I have that, but you could also do the the pat of butter or coconut oil on the top of the pancake as well. So that's an additional way you can infuse it. Or if you're really just looking to get like right fucked up, you could always do it all three ways. I think that would probably be too much for me. And I would be on my back on the couch, not getting anything done. But of course, sometimes, sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes when you're stressed out, you're doing too much. You just need to like chill. And maybe if that's what you're looking for that day, you can infuse it all three ways. You can use the infused butter or coconut oil in the recipe. You can put the pat on the top of your pancake. You can drizzle it with your infused syrup when you're done. So that's one thing I really liked about this. I can't believe I haven't done classic pancakes before, but 
I will link to this episode or sorry, I will link, I will link to this recipe in the show notes. But the other thing that I really liked about this is they were talking about, there's a few tips about making good pancakes, such as they said, one thing I didn't consider before is to get your ingredients out and then mix the batter and let, let it rest for 10 minutes. Let the baking powder activate. And I've looked at a lot of pancake recipes over the years. I've never really seen one that suggested that. So I did try that. And I mean, the pancakes turned out light and fluffy and really good. So whether it was because I let the batter sit for a couple of minutes or not, I'm not really sure, but if they suggest it, why not? So I did. Uh, they do suggest preheating the pan first, which of course makes sense. Greasing the pan, trying to keep all the pancakes a uniform size, which also helps keep them cooking at the same rate because it can sometimes be easy to get distracted and then you don't want to burn your pancakes and waiting for the bubbles to appear when you flip them because that tells you it is ready to flip. But what I really liked is that they suggested, and I've never tried this, but freezing them. And I like this idea because if, as as I mentioned before, we are getting into the tail end of the year at the time of the recording of this episode, and things are going to start to get busy. There's lots of holidays coming up and it's just holiday season and it just means that people tend to get busier as they prepare for the holidays and spend time with family and friends while still doing all their regular obligations. And if you're having any uh, family or friends over during this time, having to feed a bunch of people in the morning can oftentimes be a little bit stressful, but this article says you can freeze pancakes. Have any of you ever done that? I have never done that. I usually tend to make a plate of pancakes and then I eat them all, but you could always make a larger batch. And then when you have time in that morning, you know, make this larger batch and then freeze them for that. Uh, those occasions where you might want to pull something out and have pancakes on the ready. Now, what does it say? Make sure to cool your pancakes first, lay them out on a sheet tray to freeze for about an hour. They suggest setting a timer so you don't forget, which is always a good idea because it's easy to get distracted doing other things, especially if you've infused your pancakes to some degree. Stack the frozen pancakes and place a square uh, parchment or wax paper between each of them. And then you can place the stacked pancakes in a Ziploc bag and portion them at two to four to bag, depending on how many you think you might need. To thaw, pull them out of the freezer the night before and let them thaw in the refrigerator you can reheat pancakes in the microwave for about 20 to 30 seconds each. Or you might have to reheat them the more traditional way because if you're like me, you don't own a microwave. And there are times where sometimes I think I could really benefit from the use of a microwave, but then I think, ah, that's just another appliance in my kitchen that it's just basically for reheating food. So I resist the temptation. But I know most of you probably have a microwave out there. So if you're going to be entertaining and having people over for breakfast, this is a wonderful way to quickly have something on the ready that is tasty, delicious, and you can infuse or not infuse depending on the people you're serving them to. Or maybe you just have a weekend where it's going to be kind of busy, but you want to remember those slow mornings. You want those pancakes, but you don't necessarily have the time to make them from scratch. So there you go. You can pull them out of the freezer. And of course, a pancake recipe is always pretty easy to make larger batches if you want to double it or triple it. And of one other last tip, making keeping the pancakes warm while you're making several batches. 
I usually just preheat the oven to about 175. They suggest 200 here, something like that will be fine. And then I just put the cooked pancakes on a plate and put them in the oven while they're all cooking so that they're all done at the same time. Growing up, I think my dad always made pancakes and he would just sort of serve them as they came off the pan. But it's kind of nice when everyone could sit down and eat at the same time. I have a preference for that. So I usually put them in a preheated oven to keep them warm. And there you have it, the classic pancake. You're looking for a tasty, delicious breakfast that is definitely not super healthy, but sometimes you got to let your hair down and do a little carb loading, as they say. And I often like to have a nice big plate of pancakes and then go for a nice long walk afterwards if I can or stroll around the farmer's circuit or whatever it is, because usually I'm eating these on the weekend. But I hope you enjoy this recipe that you give it a try. Like I said, I'm going to, I'll post this recipe and I'll also put the sourdough pancake recipe that I like to use in case you're a sourdough bread maker as well and you have a starter that you want to use. And of course, if you have a favorite recipe, that will work as well. And you can just swap out the butter for your infused version. And if that's the way you want to go, and it's simple, it should turn out just fine. Or of course, just use your infused syrup or a pat on the top and the end. So many ways to infuse it. Isn't it wonderful? The wonderful world of edibles. So I hope you do get to enjoy a nice, lazy Saturday or Sunday morning. Try these pancakes out. Let me know what you think. And stay fed, my friends, and stay high. Thank you for being here. I really... uh,